Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. (laughs) Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Can't get enough of the fan in the morning? Shown up. Because this is nothing like that. Working. Alan Jerry are here with stories they'd never get to cover on the morning show. Very sexy robot. Hey, look at that pig. Shenanigans. Naked yoga. My mother had a bad experience with these ghosts. Let's hump the fence. It's Alan Jerry's post-game podcast. Hey, what do you say we do a podcast? Why not? We just finished the show. We do a podcast. What's up, Al? Oh, hi, Jerry. Uh, something that came up uh, during the program with you and Sal today. And I don't know why this struck me, but uh, you were asking Sal where he was when Luis Castillo dropped that foul ball. Yeah, uh, the pop-up. The Uh, the pop-up. Oh, right, the pop-up wasn't a foul ball. Pop-up in the game against the Yankees many years ago where the A-Rod, they ran around the bases. And he said he was at the game with Mike. Yeah. And then he drove home with Mike. Mm -hmm. And I don't know why. Like, I could not imagine being friends with... And hanging out with Mike Francesa. Mike was fun. I, I know this sounds hard to believe because of all the videos that are out there. Yeah. And But Mike actually was not, he was fun to be around actually. But then I got to thinking, like, if you didn't work with Craig, you probably would think it would be strange yeah. to go to dinner just you and Craig or you and Boomer. Right. That's how I see Mike. Like, he seems like a guy that I could never get near to even have a conversation. I've never had a conversation with Mike. Right. Like a single conversation. Well, you also didn't work with him. Right. I didn't work with him. I never wanted to get in his way. I Remember for Sal, he's a Long Island guy. Yeah. Um, So they would also, for games like that, and that was a weekend. So there might have, see, Mike and Chris used to do shows even on the weekends before Mets-Yankees. So it's very possible that Sal either met him there at, 
rode in with them, and they did a show before the game, then sat with them for the game, and then Mike always would offer to take them home. Like, why not? Um, Super Bowl trips I've been on prior to Boomer and Carton. Went out to dinner with Mike and Chris. Went out with just Mike once. Very nice. Yeah. Very friendly. Lots of laughs. I know it's hard to believe because of what we see. Well, I also was thinking, too, like Sal grew up a Mike and the Mad Dog fan. As I did, yes. Right. So then you have that extra layer. Oh, for sure. Now you're hanging out with Mike Francesa, the guy yes. you were listening to on the radio. Yeah, the first time I had to drive him around during the Super Bowl in uh, was 90. When were the Gi- when the Giants play in the Super Bowl? 99. Oh, 2000. 2000. 2000, yes. So I went down there. Um, I only filled in on the show once in a while. So I kind of knew them, but it wasn't like I was a regular on the show as a board op or a producer, nothing like that. And Carlin asked me to go down and help him because there was a lot that that needed to uh, be done with getting the guests and all that. And they asked me to go pick up Mike at the airport. And then I was driving Mike all over the place and it was fine. And that was the first, and it was like, wow, like I'm driving Mike, like what the hell? And you had no GPS. No. I don't know how you did no that. No GPS. Uh, MapQuest. MapQuest. MapQuest directions you, for everything. But you had to print them out. Yes. And read them as you were driving <laughs> in a city that you didn't know. That is absolutely true. Yeah, very strange. Yeah. Think yeah. of how many times you, like, I'll still miss a turn using the. Yes, the GPS the, is telling you. Google turn Maps. Here. I'm like, oh, it looked like it wanted me the, the first turn. I know. Yeah, that's weird. Uh, like, I grew up. Loving the NFL, but I wasn't like a a Bengals fan mm-hmm. or a, or a Jet fan back right. then that I would have been like all over Boomer's knuckles. Right, I was a Cowboy fan, but I guess it was weird. Like the David Lee Roth thing was weird for me. Yes, just because he was David Lee Roth, and I was a guy I saw on MTV and loved the I saw in concerts. Records. Yeah, so so that one was a little like I couldn't imagine have gotten in a car and drive home with David Lee Roth and have a conversation. Yeah, weird guy though too. Yeah. Like, I mean, Danny White for me. Right. Talked about this many times. Showing up to do my first game with Danny White. I mean, I was like, that's kind of cool. That was my guy when I was a kid. Right. And then a year later doing games again and picking him up in my car and driving him to the game. (laughs) Like, what the hell? When That was the pen. So that was, I guess, the first games I did for the Cowboys were in 17, actually. So I started doing games, doing fill-in games in 17. 17 so 17 18 19 so my fourth year at this point he knew me when he's so like the first year i'll never forget meeting him in the lobby the first morning it was a one o'clock game the first game i filled in for kevin ray and i just kind of assumed since i've been on the broadcast with him for eight years and that michelle had told him that i was filling in that when i introduced myself he would know who i was and so i see him in the lobby go say hello introduce myself we're talking about the game and then we start, when Michelle comes down, we start walking, and I hear him. He goes, this guy's coming with us? <laughs> she goes, Danny, that's Jerry. He goes, Jerry from the broadcast? She goes, and she looks at me. She goes, didn't you? And she, I'm like, yes. I, he didn't click. Yeah. Awkward. Yes, we just awkward. really. Now I got to get in the car. This like, guy's coming Hello. with us? Yeah. Right. And I'm like, I'm doing the game with you, by yeah. the way. But so that was years later. So by like year four, the pandemic year, which was 2020, we did the game at Giants at MetLife Stadium with no crowd. And because of the way the world was, they weren't going to get an Uber. It was just like I offered to pick them up at their hotel, which was the same hotel we actually um, stayed in, believe it or not, for the live show in Jersey City. Um, and there I am in my small little car picking up Danny White and, and Michelle and driving to MetLife Stadium yeah. and then driving him to the airport <laughs> after the game. 
It's hilarious. Yeah, very strange. Yeah, very it is. Very strange. Uh, I did something very manly over the weekend, Jerry. Uh, I did have that problem with the bird's nest yeah. where, where another man next door had mm-hmm. to come climb the ladder like a man would and right. get the bird's nest out. But prior to that, earlier in the day, and this is why I felt manly and didn't have to go climb on the ladder to prove my manliness, I changed out all of the burners in the grill. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, and I felt like I did something. Yes. Like I ordered them on Amazon. Yep. The burners and I uh, forget what else. What, and I followed the directions properly. And it worked. It worked. That's impressive because you're talking about gas connections. Gas connections, Jerry. Like you could blow up. Right. Like, did you even think about that? I did. I did. Like when I went to go light the grill for the first time, I... Were you nervous? I was. I told Gene, I go, you go inside, take the dog with you. you pick up the phone. Because I don't know if there's a dial nine 9-1. Yeah. And then we'll see if you need to dial the other one in the send. But it didn't seem all that complicated Good. after I, as I was taking it apart. But Now, when is... I always wonder this. When's the right time to get a new barbecue? That This is what we were contemplating. Because my barbecue, no joke, Kim's parents got us in... When we moved back, I would say 2006... Your same grill from 2006? Yeah. Have you changed the innards at all? Yes. Okay. So I've changed the, um, what do they call it? The grates have been changed. Yeah. Brand new grates on two different occasions. Um, What about the burners? never changed the burners. They all work. Yeah. And I'm thinking, why do I need a new one? No, you don't. Because you cook a couple things in it, it's going to look like your old one. Yes. And And I don't even use it all that much. In the summer, yes. But I'm not like, I remember Minko used to tell me he cooks on the grill all year, all year he, round. He told me every day. Yes, he cooks on the grill. They don't cook in the kitchen. Pouring rain, freezing, yes. doesn't matter. He's Everything grilling. is cooked on the grill. I don't do that. Yeah, I'm in the summer. I like to have a beer, make the food. Oh yes, that's it. Shut it down. I'm like, what am I buying a new one for? And they're not cheap. No, they're not cheap. Well, that's the thing. I was like, uh, we probably need a new grill. I looked at what they cost. Expensive. Yeah. Then we have a Weber grill. I went on the Weber grill website. I was going to get the parts. Now, for whatever reason, I didn't have my, the the grill we have, but the parts were like expensive, yeah. over a hundred dollars. Then, for the hell of it, I suddenly type it into Amazon, and it was not Weber brand, but right. it fits the Weber grill. It was like forty something dollars, fifty dollars for everything. There you go, and it looks like Again, a brand new grill. Why Amazon beats everybody? Today. Yes, it's unbelievable. Looks like a brand new grill. See stores closing all over the place. You know why? Because Amazon does it better. Yeah. Well, good. So I'm glad you have a new grill now. Yeah, I was so excited. Very cool. I felt like, look, I was just doing manly. I actually texted my mother to tell my father. Was this before or after the uh, bird's nest thing? Before. This was right after I completed. See, this is like when you lose a series, but you win on Sunday before you go get on the plane. You couldn't even have enough time to enjoy feeling like a man before you were emasculated. By the bird's nest, yep. It's like you lose the first two games, but you win 7-1 on Sunday. You get on that plane, give me a drink. We just had a good day mm-hmm. as opposed to winning Friday and Saturday you lose nine nothing on Sunday you feel like a piece of crap yes that you just experienced that I was still trying to prove to my father that I can fix some things <laughs> every once in a while so whenever I have a victory you let him know I yeah I have my mother tell him good for you the uh, last time I did that was when I replaced the innards of the toilet tank yes I remember oh my gosh I was so proud you've become uh the everyman handyman so proud Jerry New business soon. Oh, yeah. That's what I'm going to do in my retirement. Alcandoit.com. Then I, let me ask you if you'd be interested in this, thinking of grilling things. 
You know, I follow like these uh, carnivore eating people that are yes, just remind eating me meats. to talk to you about oysters. Oysters, okay. Yes. So they also talk about how it's important to eat organ meat, which is like heart and liver. Yeah, I, I'm, I can't. Okay. So there's a company that makes uh, ground beef with organ and liver in it? mixed in. So I said, I'm going to try that because I've been reading about this. So I tried that over the weekend. I, I made patties out of it, put it on there. I, lo- I did not taste much of a difference. Gina said, quote, this tastes like raccoon. <laughs> to which I don't think she's ever eaten a raccoon. But it clearly didn't taste like No, she, she would not eat it. Yeah. So me and my dog ate it. Okay. Would you try something like that? I don't think so. I'm good. Yeah, I, I don't know no, if I, I would have, get I it no, again. I have no reason to. I'm yeah. not... I'm not fanatical with what I'm eating. Um, uh, right now, I'm eating ground turkey, like we had it last night. I'm good with that. I don't. Uh, I don't feel the need to eat animal heart or liver or liver ground up. No, thank you. Okay, I will pass. And I'm sure we've all eaten bad things before. I mean, what we're eating is just what we're used to. What we're used to, exactly. I'm used to it, and I like it. Yeah. I'm not looking to experiment on different. I'm not even okay with what I eat, to be quite honest with you. When I think when you, about it, you're right. When you start to think like this was a chicken running I don't need around to add in anything else I'm yeah good. like i saw when i was in whole foods I, there's that they have like a a, a a couple different brands of buffalo meat i'm not eating that i don't want that either i don't want to eat duck i'm just not right you see that on the menu sometimes yes, right yeah you do i'm I, no. i've always heard duck is greasy greasy and chewy yeah what's weird too is you see duck on the menu at like chinese food places that don't seem like like if I saw duck on a menu at like a bougie restaurant, I would think, oh, they um, this must be prepared. When I see duck at a diner, yeah, like a cheap place, like <laughs> yes. a diner, a Chinese restaurant, I think not the best quality. It's probably not the best quality, right? So I'm not eating that. No, nope. I'm not eating greasy duck. No, I do see Joe Rogan sometimes tweet out pictures. He's a big griller as well mm-hmm. as you might imagine. He's a hunter. Yes, he hunts and but but by eats a elk. On the grill, elk steaks. Now the pictures he he puts out there, they look delicious. Yeah. So I you're gonna start hunting? No. <laughs> Bring it in the elk. I'm not gonna start hunting, but I wonder if it's if it's delicious. Why don't you try it? I don't know. I've only seen like ground. Anytime you see different kind of meat in the store that's not your usual beef chicken, it's always ground, like ground Well, probably buffalo. because you can make that look like everything else. Yeah. Maybe these other meats don't look proper or what we're used right. to seeing, which would like, let's, and I don't know this, let's say elk meat, like an elk steak is like purple. Yeah. I might throw up if I yeah, saw that. Yeah, I might not want that. I don't know. But if you grind it up with other meats, I don't know. That would be my only guess. Yeah. What about uh, this is another popular meat in, in the stores that I see that I'm never, I think I tried it once, lamb. Yeah, I've never had lamb, and I feel bad to eat the lamb. But it's yeah. never been offered to me either. I've never been anywhere that it's had it, and I've never ordered it at a restaurant. I had a lamb chop. Okay. That's like on the little bone. Yeah. I've had that once before. I feel like I've had that at an event. Yeah. At like a boomer event. Right. Where Try the lamb around. Would you like a lamb Yeah, chop? yeah. Like, yeah, I'll, I'll try. try yeah, I'll try a lamb. A couple chop. drinks, I'll try anything. Exactly. <laughs> right. The lamb chop wasn't bad, but again, I'm not going to like on a regular basis start preparing no. A lamb. No, me neither. They've also said this that some some dogs are very turned off to the smell of lamb cooking. I wonder why. I don't know. There's something about the smell of lamb because people have said 
I remember when I got my dog, they told me greyhounds in particular are very like offended by the smell of lamb. Wow. But people offended. I like yeah. that. So so people have said that when they've started they put lamb in the oven that their dogs get very upset. Wow. And this, they run away. And they You've run. You've got your answer, Al. <laughs> yes, we're having a lamb again tonight, Whimsy. If you <laughs> don't like left. it, you know where the door is. <laughs> and it's open. <laughs> don't let the door hit you on the ass. Yeah. I, like I said, I'm just not into trying new meats at this point. What about pork? I've had that, sure. Do, is, that, is that something that would be on a, a regular basis for you? Yeah. Yeah, I've always eaten pork chops. Yeah. I had one. I had a grilled pork chop Saturday night at the restaurant. You go. Th- the, the restaurants are always thick. Very thick. When we Very used to make though. them growing up, my mom and dad used to grill them. Mm-hmm. They would be like thin pork chops. Really? Yeah. So even growing up, the ones my mom would would cook were thick pork chops. Yeah, they were the thin ones I've seen in in stores, but we don't usually buy those. And that's not when I say regular rotation. It's not every Thursday we're having pork chops. That might be a once a month type of thing. And it's a nice change up, like you said, to get in a restaurant. It is very much so. Get a pork chop. You like the one where they flatten it. And fry it. I've never had that. I forget what that one's called. But they take a pork chop, they beat it with the hammer, flatten okay. it out. Really? Fry it, put a salad on top of it. No, I've never seen that Milanese, before. pork milanese. Oh, I've had it's pretty good. I've had veal milanese. No, no, I don't eat veal anymore. Chicken milanese? Yeah, I've had chicken milanese. Yeah. The veal, anytime I even contemplate getting it, Kim's giving me the guilt trip. That was my younger I'm sister. Like, you're right. You know what? You're right. I don't want this. Same thing. I don't think I've had veal. I, I probably I probably have not eaten veal since I've gotten married. Why do you think the veal is different than? Because it's a baby. That's that's her. It's bad enough you're eating the adult because you're basically eating a slaughtered baby cow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My sister won't allow it either. Right. And then but, you're right, but but when when you have that, you don't even like I skip right over the veal on a menu. Mm-hmm. Skip right over. Yeah, it. so do I. Not having it. So do I. I, like I said, I think since before I've been married, I don't think I've had veal. Yeah. I'm almost certain of it. So, do you um, remember at the, when you took us out for dinner, the oyster oh, thing? Oh, yeah. Did you see the story in the post today about the guy that died eating oysters at a restaurant? I did not. Yeah. There was some bacteria in them, and he died within hours of leaving the restaurant. After eating oysters. Raw oysters. I, this raw fish thing, I'm yeah. sorry. I know, I know raw tuna and all those things are real. I'm out. No more. If it ain't cooked, I ain't eating it. That is one of those meals, oysters in particular, raw oysters. The risk reward. There's no reward. Is so lopsided. It tastes like a snot. And the risk is you die. (laughs) Right. Let me see. A a snot tasting meal or death. I think I'll pass on the meal, to be quite honest. That's another thing, though. In a bougie seafood restaurant... I would more likely trust the oysters than in a bar. Because you have some of these bars that have And God knows where it's coming from. Right, or how they're storing it. I completely agree with you. I'm sure they get it from a good place. I just can't imagine where they're storing it. Or like if you don't, if you're storing it at not the, the, the cold temperatures, then the bacteria grows on it. Yeah. Terrible. You're right. That and some sushi. Uh, I'm out on that too now. Like the tuna I like raw, but like raw salmon seems... Gross. Yeah, it seems like it have could have tapeworm or something in mm-hmm. it. And there you are eating it like it's uh, this great delicacy. Yeah, mm. or those little pinworms. No thanks. I again cook it. Yeah, burn it, cook it, everything. You, there was one other story I didn't get to this morning. Yeah, that I had on the sheet that I printed out. A seventy-six year old woman. You want to talk about freaky? 
76-year-old woman at her own wake, obviously, she's in a casket, starts banging on the casket. She w- she was alive? She was never dead. What? They declared her deceased. It was This was in Ecuador. They, at the hospital, declared her deceased. She had some condition where your body mimics death to where your heart slows down to a such a slow rate where it appears you're not breathing. She was breathing the whole time, enough to remain alive. And they called the coroner. The coroner took her, I guess bagged her. I don't know how she didn't die from that. Maybe it wasn't zipped up all the way. And I guess in, in this this village in Ecuador, you go right to the wake. So she dies in the hospital. The wake was six hours after she was, quote, unquote, declared dead. So they're not embalming people there. No. Which they is put her in the idea. casket, and people are at the wake, and all of a sudden they hear, like, what the hell is that? They open the casket, and there she is with her eyes not wide open because she, it took a while to come back, but open enough and breathing enough, and then arms, uh, I'm here. And they called it a miracle from God. She probably looked around and be like, who is in here? <laughs> oh, my God. Who didn't come out to my wake? Could you imagine? Well, at least she was smart enough or had her wherewithal to know, let me bang on and the she's side lucky of She wasn't thing. buried already. Right. I mean, God almighty. That's brutal. That is brutal. But she, 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 she's really on borrowed time now. She <laughs> literally was in No, this is bonus time now. Bonus time. You imagine the... The, the fear that you must be struck with. You open your eyes, you're in the dark. You're clearly in a box. And you hear maybe mu- beautiful church music or you hear people talking about you. Or a prayer. Something. Doing. Like, oh my God, that is a bit much. I can't believe Grandma passed. I'm in here. <laughs> I didn't pass. I was just sleeping. It's not funny, but it's funny. Yeah. Oh, man. Well, yeah, we shouldn't embalm people here in America. It's weird. Because then we go into the ground and we never decompose. Like, it takes forever to decompose. Is that true? Yeah. I'm not aware of how our bodies decompose. Yeah. Oh, it takes a while once you get embalmed. That embalming fluid's just like, so it's just strange. We do it just to do to uh, lay somebody out so we could all look, look yeah, at Yeah, I'm not for that. Yeah. I don't want the... I want a closed casket. Yeah, the open casket when they're all when the just old, make sure they're dead. Make sure they're dead. Yes, and then closed yeah, casket. yeah, because the open casket they 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 put all the makeup on and it looks like a wax figure. Some, right, a lot of times it does not look like the person yeah. that you remember. And I'd rather just put a big photo up and all the pictures yes. and this. It's, there's nothing good about it, but try and have good memories about the person, and then just I don't know, whole thing stinks. Yeah, like right, closed casket. Some of the best. Photos that you feel are the best to represent you. Like I, at my funeral, I want uh, on Sergeant Slaughter having in the Cobra clutch. I'd like that on my casket. If I'm still alive, I'll try to remember that. Tell my mother. Tell your mother. <laughs> if I pass before her. Oh, the, I hope not for her sake. That would, if she's not dead, that's going to kill her. Yeah, no, you, you, you can't uh, bury your children. It happens all too often. It does. Very rough. Very rough. It's supposed to go in a particular order. This took a serious turn. Your grandmothers, then your older aunts and uncles, then your parents, then you. Right. 
keep it in order, folks. Keep it in line. What else did I have here, Jerry? <laughs> I think that's all I got. All right. I also wrote down rabbit when you see rabbit on a menu. No, no, no. I'm 100% out for that. Not I'm not eating a rabbit. No, or, cr- cr- or crickets or anything like that. Crickets Crap. I think I would eat. You know how they said I got the Seattle Mariner games? Yes. I'm they not. have those fried crickets. I think I would eat those. I don't, I can't get past the fact that I'm eating a cricket. Yeah. I just can't. Crunchy though. No. Kind of cool. But it's a cricket. It it's not a, a Dorito. No. That I can't do. New, what if I got you nacho flavored crickets? No. Or ranch flavored crickets? No. no. I'm not interested. <laughs> I want a Dorito. Pizza flavored crickets? No. There's nothing pizza flavored about a cricket. No, pizza flavor combos were pretty good. Uh, no, no. Pizza flavored combos are like the multi grain scoops, Tostitos. You just keep eating them. I can't put them down. Right. I, 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 I've told you this before, man. I remember leaving here once on a Friday, Rutgers, Harvard. Uh, Rutgers, I'm sorry, Columbia, Harvard. And I stopped at the rest stop. My plan was to go in and buy sunflower seeds to stay out, to stay awake. And I went in there. I got my big, this gigantic bottle of water. And I grabbed the sunflower seeds. And then I saw this big bag of pizza-flavored combos. Like, And I wasn't planning on eating until I got to Harvard. I was going to skip lunch. and I was going to eat at the game. I'm like, man, you know what? Four bucks, eh, I get them. Have a, it'd be perfect. I'll have a handful now. I'll have a handful after the game going to Dartmouth, and I'll have some before Dartmouth. And I couldn't put them down. I ate the whole bag and then realized I had 900 calories of combos. <laughs> I felt like a fat piece of crap when I got to that game, but damn, they were good. Yeah, very addicting. Oh got it, addictive uh, ingredients in there, Jerry, no doubt about it. There was an article written real quick, and then we'll go. Um there was a guy, the headline was, I'm in tip-top shape. It ain't worth it. Eat what you want. I'm like, that's a weird one. So I'm reading the article, and he basically talks about how we went through this whole phase. His doctor told him it's not really healthy. And he goes, I've spent the last two years getting into the best shape of my life, and I regret half of it because I've missed out on parties, having fun at concerts, going to games with my friends, drinking water while they're playing beer pong. And this whole thing about how those are years I can't get back. Now, he probably gained years on the other end, and I'm sure he'll be thankful for it. But he's like, what are, What am I doing? Was this the actor Eric Andre? Uh, no, this was some guy from San San Ramos, California. Oh, okay, because I, I just read this about the, the, the actor. He's a, like a comedic actor, okay. Eric Andre. And he had to get in shape for a role. He got oh, okay, in really yeah. good shape. Yeah. He said the exact same thing. Not worth it. Not doing this again. I missed out on fun times. But why, fun see, food. that's interesting because he did it for work, though. Yeah, that's interesting. This but, guy was his doctor told him and said you really need to get with it, and he's like, you know what? I'm going to take a stand, and he did it. Two years. It's a long time. It is, and um, you know, didn't care for it. Now he's having some fun for himself. He, he actually, it's funny. He didn't say that. At no point did the article say. He went back to his regular eating. It was more like just like his diary and uh, very similar. I don't know if it's the same, but pretty similar. So Hmm. that's the thing that, and I, and clearly Greg is now addicted to be being fit, which is where you need to be. But I do wonder at some point he loves that boating life and having a few beers Yeah, and playing golf at times is fun with, you know, food on the, you wonder how long you can keep it up for. Yeah, I think you have to go extreme in the beginning for the first few months, 
to lock yourself in. And then after that, you have to allow yourself like weekends or things to eat other things. Because otherwise it's not sustainable. Yeah. yeah. I got a nice pizza this weekend. There you go. I had a couple beers this weekend. Grilling, chilling and grilling. Right. The, the difference is for him, he's got a lot of activity going on all week. Yeah. It's not like he goes home and like, chills. He, he doesn't. Yeah. And now nights out. Not, it's, it's hard. It's really it hard. Absolutely. Uh, all right, Jerry, let's do the warm-up program. Tomorrow, uh, everything back to normal. You and I will do the warm-up at 5. Boomer and G will be back at 6, yeah? Yes. All right, cool. Yes. So. Before we get started, I just want to say on behalf of every single Met fan out there. This is the Rico Bronya Podcast. On behalf of all of the people that were at Chase Stadium on that October night. On behalf of every Met fan that's watched this man pitch. Let me just tell Adam Wainwright, can you go f*** yourself? <laughs> wow. Wow, you weren't kidding. You were. You came in hot. Subscribe and listen to the Rico Bronya Podcast. Available on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Add WFAN to your contacts to talk New York sports with us at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. And Jerry, don't worry, it's only an hour long, and most days it doesn't it suck. It never sucks, so shut your face. Oh, good morning there. Hello, my name is Al Dukes, and if I'm speaking first, that means Jerry's not here. Jerry will be hosting with Sal Licata, filling in for uh, Boomer and Geo, who are both golfing today. Eddie is here. Peter Schwartz in the Jerry Rocco seat. Good morning, Peter Schwartz. Good morning to you, Al. Fresh off a bar mitzvah? Yes, we had a wonderful time. Jared's bar mitzvah Saturday night. I'm confused. What's the difference between a bar mitzvah and a bot mitzvah? Uh, bar mitzvah is for a boy. Oh. Bot mitzvah is for a girl. Oh. That's simple. <laughs> well, not exactly. I, when I was getting bar mitzvah, yeah. my father came home from work one day before the bar mitzvah and came home with a card from one of his coworkers, and I... Knew something was wrong right away when the envelope was pink. Mm-hmm. And opened up the envelope, and it was a bot mitzvah card. Bot mitzvah card. Yeah. Wh- wh- who was it to? To me. P- 
Peter. Yeah, it was made so out even to me. The, the, the person chose a pink envelope for yes, you. Yes, did not know the difference between a bar and bar mitzvah. So it's not a stupid question All right, on your thank part. You. Yeah. Thank you. And now, and now that person was very uh, progressive in their thinking. Now very acceptable for a man to get a pink envelope, Peter. Absolutely. It's 2023. I preferred I didn't get it because I was a little insulted at the time. Right. But. And plus they confused the bat and the bar. Yeah. Bat and bar mitzvah. Now, why were you being lifted up in the air? We saw a photo yeah. of you in a, you in a chair. I thought they well, lifted the uh, person being bar mitzvah. You generally do the entire f- immediate family. Oh, okay, so, so the mom also? Yeah, so my wife Cheryl got lifted up, and Bradley, wow. who was bar mitzvah four and a half years ago, he gets lifted up. Oh, okay. Jared went first. It went Jared, it went Bradley, it went Cheryl, and it went me. What's a nice gift for a bar mitzvah these days? Something in a denomination that has yeah. an 18 attached to it. Oh, is that right? So, like... Uh, you know, so it's well, that's like a it, it's high, and like eighteen is a good luck number right. in the Jewish religion. So, like for example, like you don't want to tell somebody how much to give, but generally, like the nice thing to do is to have some denomination of of eighteen. Like you know, a lot of the you know fifty four dollars, you know, something that has a denomination of eighteen. Some people will give one eighteen, a thousand and eighteen. Wow, two thousand and eight. Something that has. The 18 attached to it. What's an amount that you would go, that was pretty good? Hmm. Like, not like, wow, this person went above and beyond, but not like, I can't believe they only gave this much. I think I think anything in the three digits is a, is a nice gift. Okay, so anything over 100 yeah, bucks. Yeah, and I think... Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, and I think, like, you know, like, his, like, friends that were invited, you know, they'll give a smaller denomination. Like, 54 is a popular number. Because they're kids. Because they're kids, yeah. Right. They don't have a lot of money. They don't got uh, cash, these kids, these days. They're no not one doing works. Their, they're not doing their paper routes yet. Right. You know? They don't do paper routes. They're not working at uh, food stores. They're not sweeping up. They're not collecting carriages. Yeah. They don't work anymore, these kids. You worked, Peter. You were a hard worker probably I, when you I were was. A kid. I delivered Newsday. Yeah. Oh, Newsday. I did, yeah. Uh, I was. I delivered the Home News Tribune, mm. New Jersey, afternoon paper. Did you ever get uh, gypped on tips from the uh, homeowners? Yeah, sometimes I would get nice tips, and sometimes I would not get nice tips. I recall them mostly getting tips I was happy with at the time. Yeah, I was. Uh, there was bucks. always one house that never tipped, yeah. just gave you what the paper cost for yeah. the week. And then there was always the one house that it just took weeks to get paid. Yes. By. And that money comes out of your pocket, because like, yes. you have to go pick up the newspapers, you have to actually pay for them, and then you know get the money back. Right. And there was always the one house, like, and I would finally get them... Knock on the door, finally get them. Uh, you owe me thirteen weeks, right? And they're like, can't believe it. <laughs> you know, like, you know, I'd I'd like to be able to go like do something with my friends, so like I kind of need the money. Yeah, well, me and my friend Rob, we had local newspaper routes in town, and we used to love to go to the Route One flea market in New Brunswick because they had like a they had a, a a place in the flea market that sold wrestling magazines and mm-hmm. another one that sold baseball cards. And we would, when when his mom was going to drive us there, we needed cash. So we would actually sometimes save a couple customers that we, we wouldn't even go collecting for them. And mm-hmm. we'd wait till we were going to go to the flea market. We'd take our bikes to their house, collect, get our money, so we could buy wrestling magazines. And wrestling magazines. And baseball cards. Yeah. There are, I always I always got the just the regular WWF magazine. Yeah. Well, I used to like the ones like, we used to only get WWF around here, wrestling but you go to the flea market and they would have wrestling magazines from around the country. Pro Wrestling Illustrated. Yeah, and there'd be bloody dudes on the front <laughs> when WWF wasn't using blood. And I was like, what is going on around the country? 
did you ever uh, ever go to WWF at the time uh, and a real bloody match and no. see it up close? No. I went, my dad took me to the Coliseum. Uh, this is like, you know, before Raw and everything. These are all like house shows and everything. And it was a steel cage match between Sergeant Slaughter and now may he rest in peace, the Iron Sheik. Oh, blood And bath. we sat, had to be, Al had to be like the third or fourth row ringside. It was a, these two guys were beaten to a bloody pulp, and it was all over the place, all over. One of the coolest things I've probably ever seen. And this wasn't even televised, right? It was not televised. It was just like a house show at the Coliseum, and it was steel cage. And back at the time, you know, they now they drop the cage. Like if there's a cage match on at a card, they have the cage already built, right? And it just comes down from the ceiling. Like back in the day. They actually had to take like an intermission to put the cage together. And you see these guys coming down with the different pieces of the cage and they would put them together. And oh my God, they, they, that was a bloody, bloody mess. Well, the anticipation of the cage match. So when they were building the cage, you yeah. were all pumped up. When you went to the bathroom or you went to go get something to eat. I, w- I would stay right in my seat. I don't want to miss it. Like it took, I, it took 15 minutes or so for them to put it together. Yeah, I watched it uh, when uh, MSG Network used to run some of the live from the garden shows, and there mm-hmm. was a Jimmy Superfly Snooker versus Magnificent Morocco steel cage. They had to build that thing up. The anticipation, you could feel it in That's the That's right. And so they would send it to the back to Mean Gene for the, yeah, the interviews yes. back in the locker room. And Snooker was like <laughs> locked in. And Morocco was very relaxed, like he was just a punk. Man, <laughs> Don Morocco, was the best wrestling <laughs> was the best. Peter, we got a brand new NBA champion last we do. night. Denver Nuggets. I love this first time in their forty-seven year history. Because here's the thing: we kind of get sick of the same teams winning a lot, like in de- depending on uh, or no matter the sport. Like you see right. the same teams over and over again, and then there's nothing worse to me. The only thing worse than like the same teams winning all the time, some expansion scrub team that like in the couple years of existence wins the title. I hate that. Like you're the, about to have it in hockey, right? Like the Carolina Panthers when they were, were in a Super Bowl. You know, I don't like that. This Denver Nuggets, 47 years in the league, no championships, and they get one last night. Love it. And I don't think they won one in the ABA, so they were one of the teams that were you know engulfed. Uh, um, you know, brought in from the ABA to the NBA as part of the merger. So I don't think they won an ABA. I was trying to find it before. I didn't. I, division champions. I think they went to the finals a couple of times, the ABA. But that is a great story yeah. that they finally win. And I never hear their name being mentioned when they start talking about, oh, the Jets haven't won a title in 50 years, and the Detroit Lions never won, and the Cleveland Browns. I never hear anyone go, oh, yeah, and the Nuggets. I don't know if we just forget about the Nuggets, but now they're here, Peter. Champions. And they went crazy in Denver last night, and rightfully so. Mile high feeling. I saw. They were, uh, they hit the streets. They, for whatever reason, people love to climb poles <laughs> when your team wins. I've never climbed the pole when any of my teams have won. No? And if the Jets ever win one yeah. day. Then you got to get up there. No, I'm not climbing up a pole. You got to get up. A, well, at least, what about uh, one of those telephone poles that have the thing for your feet for no, the workers? No, I, no, easier. no. First of all, I think if the Jets ever won the Super Bowl, my wife would have to take me to the hospital because I think I'd have chest pain. Heart attack. Yeah. I think she's always told people what would happen. Yeah. That's the thing. Like, I'm not sure I want a champion here in New York. 
because then we got to come to work the next day. <laughs> there might just be people running the streets, throwing garbage cans, jumping on top of police cars, lighting things on fire, climbing poles, jumping down from poles, hanging up on red lights. You know what, though? I, you, you, when, the, when the New York teams have won, you generally haven't really seen anything like yeah. that. It's really another, you know, like, you know, when the Giants won the Super Bowls, you didn't have it. If you thought there was ever a team that if they ever won the championship, there would be like mass hysteria in New York was when the Rangers won in 94 and they were prepared for it outside with because my friend of mine was at the game. It couldn't have been more, you know, it was a frenzy. Yeah. But you didn't have any shenanigans. There were no cars getting flipped over. Nothing was lit on fire. It was a very, very happy celebratory situation. But you just you don't see that in New York when the Yankees won the World Series. You know, in the you know the, the 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 five championships, you just you didn't see any of that nonsense. That generally takes place in other parts of the country. Yeah, maybe it's in the other parts of the country where it's the only thing they have going on is their local team. Like here in New York, Eddie talked about this too. Like when the Super Bowl was here, you barely even knew the Super Bowl was happening here. Where in these other cities, when you go, it it takes over the town. We have so much quality entertainment here yeah. in New York. We don't even care when the Super Bowl's here. We don't care when our teams win championships. But not these other places like yeah. Denver. Right yeah. up a pole, smashing windows. <laughs> you notice yeah. it's basketball fans and hockey fans. They're the two Nutcases, groups right? of fans that go nuts <laughs> when their teams win. I'll give you a team that if they win a championship, All right. you will see mass hysteria in the city. You could see fires. You could see cars flipped over. You could see people climbing up poles. And I will tell you that team is the Toronto Maple Leafs because it's been a very, very long time. And they just keep disappointing their fans year after year after year. And I would predict to you, Al, if they ever won the Stanley Cup, you'd have problems in the city of Toronto. Right. This is what I mean. Hockey fans, basketball fans. But that fan base in particular. Toronto. All right, so we'll look for it. What about if the Blue Jays won the World Series? No, Not they've as won. Big a deal. No, I don't think they had. They don't a, care. Well, they didn't. You know, it's something new for them. Yeah, the baseball fans don't really go crazy in the streets. Yeah, I don't. Re- even when the Mets won in '86, I mean, there was celebrations, but I don't remember. I mean, I was in college, so I wasn't here. But I just don't remember hearing any like, you know, loitering or you know. Looting and stuff like that. Now we also have social media. So like immediately, like as soon as I heard that the, when I woke up this morning and heard the Denver Nuggets won, I was like, okay, let me get to social media and see if people were climbing poles and (laughs) throwing things. Didn't they grease in Philadelphia? Was it when the Phillies won? Uh, The Eagles. When the Eagles won a couple of years ago, they they greased the poles in Philadelphia because they were afraid that people were going to climb up on the poles. Yeah. But here's the thing. Dudes still got up on the poles, greased poles. Go right up the grease poles. They don't. They've got some sort of tactical gear on where they can climb up greased poles. This is what happens when your team wins. If the Jets win, I don't know what I would do. I really don't. You would go crazy. You would climb a pole. Ugh. Digital, what, digital. They would film that if that ever happened. We would digitally film you just like scaling a telephone pole and then get up on the uh, where the where, hang from the red light <laughs> the signal. <laughs> <laughs> just swing. <laughs> you could I, you could climb up the Empire State Building. You look like King Kong. No, <laughs> I, have, I have a hard enough time climbing up steps, much less climbing up a pole. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm not climbing up a pole. Because here's the other thing: you got to get down from the pole. Yeah, that's not as easy. Climbing up a pole, easy. 
climbing down a pole. I mean, it could be lifted up in a chair. You could. Yeah, which I did. How many people did it take? Oh, I think they we were a good five or six people. And when they, they let you down from at the bar mitzvah, when they let you down, was it a hard down or did they It was a soft down? landing. Soft landing. It was landing. a soft landing. Okay. So four and a half years ago at my older son Bradley's bar mitzvah, I was not allowed to be lifted in a chair because I was coming off my uh, hip replacement. Oh, okay. A broken hip. I subsequently had hip replacement, but I was still recovering from a broken hip. And um, even though I was walking around fine and I was dancing that night at, at the bar mitzvah and everything, uh, it was it was just a, a good idea not to lift me up in the chair in right. the event that they that dropped you. something happened. But what did you? How did you break your hip? Playing, uh, playing football with my kids at Jones Beach. Really? Did one of your kids? Uh, no, I just ran out for a pass, and on as the I was sand? running, I no, no, no. This was like in a, we were just at a playground. It wasn't even on the beach. It was at Jones Beach, but they were at, at a playground. So there was like a little concrete area. And I said, ah, let's play a little touch football right here. And I had the genius idea to call. I was the quarterback for both kids. So I had the genius idea to go out for a pass on a on a flea flicker. Oh, that was cool. And as I was running to go catch the ball, I felt something slide down the side of my leg and immediately went down, and I was in about as much pain as you could possibly imagine. Your hip slid down like your you, leg? I felt the hip break off. <laughs> I didn't know what it was at the time, Holy but crap. I felt something that was not right, and went down and then the EMTs come like we need you to roll over so we can get the th- you know the thing underneath I'm like I, I can't there's no rolling over move. going there. I could not move and whew, that was painful wow hip replacement Liz well it was subsequent because after the hip healed I was fine and then just from the trauma of the injury it wound up needing a hip replacement so you got a steel hip or they yeah. put plastic in you no, hard t- plastic. I think it's titanium. Oh, nice. You set off those alarms when you go to the Sometimes at the games, airport, uh, the, the games. airport. Couple, um, it doesn't happen as much as I thought because I th- I think these these x-rays and machines are prepared for it now. They're but looking for fake hips on Every people. time we go to a game and have to go through security, I'm like, it may be because that could be my hip. <laughs> that could be my hip setting off this metal detector. <laughs> and they just, yeah, okay. They yeah, let you go. They let you go. Man, then what if I'm a terrorist? I just go, oh, it's my hip. Is that an AK-47? No, it's my hip. Okay, right this way. (laughs) Let's take a quick break here, Peter. When we come back, let's talk a little Subway Series, which gets underway tonight. And I've got two Subway uh, Series-related Mets stories involving Carton and Roberts, which I would also like to get to in this next segment. Okay. And then at the top of the hour, Jerry Recco will be here with Sal Licata with Boomer and Geo off today. They'll be here right at 6 o'clock. I'm Tony Kornheiser. This is my show. My friends come on and you know them. We talk about the sports you care about, basketball now, golf, and the metronome of your life, baseball. Whether it's opening day, the big tournament, or one of the majors, we have the best to preview it and break down just what happened. And let's not forget the important stuff, the amount of daylight where I live, the importance of speedies, and the rankings of beach-style pizza. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to the warm-up program. My name is Al Dukes. I'm with Peter Schwartz today. Hello, Peter. Hello, Al. 
Like uh, the song. Oh, yeah, No Surrender, Bruce Springsteen. Been opening most of his concerts with this. Tremendous song. Tremendous song, absolutely. From Born in the USA, way mm-hmm. back in the day. Jerry will be here, but he'll be hosting with Sal Akaz today. Boomer and Gio took the day off to vacation together. Uh-huh. That's what I heard. Actually, they're playing in a nice charity uh, golf outing. Very nice. For, uh, for Winters Brothers today. Do you golf? Uh, I do not. I do not either. I play miniature golf. Yeah, I don't even like... I hate miniature golf. I love miniature golf. Ugh. I like a driving range. What about a driving range? Nah. No. No success at that. No, mini golf. Mini golf? Mini golf. Mm. Listen, we got the uh, Subway Series tonight. Yes. Now, Jerry and I already determined yesterday, buzz, no buzz. There's absolutely no buzz to this series. Zippo. Zippo, right? Uh, Here's what I think is going to happen. And then you tell me your thoughts, Peter. I think... One of these games is two game series. One of these games, the Mets will end up with like two or three hits and no offense, and the Yankees <laughs> will win. The next day, the Yankees will wind up with two or three hits, no offense. The Mets will win, and we'll get nothing out of this. How about um, two extra inning games? All right. That end like one nothing because neither team can score, and they need that. Ghost runner on second base to make something happen. Let's just put a ghost runner on second base to begin every inning, and let's see how <laughs> if we can get the offenses for both of these teams going. Yeah, I know there's no buzz because I'm not getting any trash talking at home from my kids. Oh, so you're, if your kids, uh, they're Yankee fans? Well, they're Met fans. Oh, you're Yankee fans. My fan. wife and my kids are Met fans, and I'm a Yankee fan. Okay. So I know there's no buzz because I've gotten zero trash talk in the last you know, 24, 48 hours. Yeah. No buzz because uh, neither team is playing particularly well. Uh, Aaron Judge is not playing. Pete Alonzo is not playing. The two Mets star pitchers have not been pitching well. It just is lacking right now. It's lacking and, you know, getting ready for the updates for Boomer and Geo. Yeah. And looking for sound bites. Yes. <laughs> to uh, talk about the Subway Series. Um, I found one Yankee preview cut, and it's Billy McKinney. <laughs> right when he hit his first home run earlier you know, a week or so two yeah. ago i was like who is th- i didn't even know he was on the yankees and he was on the mets too oh is that right yeah well he was on the yankees and then he was on the mets for a very short time and now he's back with the yankees back with the yankees They're doing a hitting okay c- considering he, he's billy mckinney mm-hmm. now i did see that the mets signed luke voigt yes and he's going to be active tonight I think he's going to Syracuse. Oh, active for Syracuse. Eric's active for Syracuse. It was a minor league I was contract. Confused. I thought he was going to be playing tonight for the Mets. That would that have been would awesome. be something. No, I think I I know he signed a minor league contract, so he'll oh, go okay. to Syracuse. Ah, I would space. imagine he'll be here in short order. Okay, know? so get him. Uh, he's got to do. Is that required? That he has to play at least the game there. No, I don't think it's required. I just think they probably need to figure out, you know, who they're going to send down, and they want to get a, get get a look see at how he's swinging the bat. Now, uh, the afternoon program here at WFAN is Carton and Roberts. Yeah. They made, uh, well, Carton and Roberts as a show made a little bit of news, and then Evan Roberts solo made a little news. First, mm-hmm. the, uh, the the Carton and Roberts show. Uh, they had one of their comedy events last night, which uh, Pete Alonzo's involved in because it uh, benefits his charity. And Pete Alonzo rolled up there in a... Like uh, something on his wrist. What do they call it? A uh, not a sling. They called it a uh, splint. splint. A splint. Showed up in a splint, but he said he feels great. "Quote: I feel great." 
I know it looks bad with the splint, but I'm feeling excellent, so I'm going to get back out there as soon as possible. That's the number one goal. I want to be out there ASAP. Or as soon as the doctors clear him yeah. to go well, back. I mean, he would have to say that. He can't yeah. roll up to a comedy show in a splint to go, this feels horrendous. Yeah, I just have no idea when I'm going to be back. Not and... only do I have no idea, I have no interest in being back. My <laughs> wrist is killing me. <laughs> he had to go out there and... and and uh, do that. But it made some news, which was nice for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other one, this was a really, this Evan Roberts is becoming quite the shock jock. Yeah. Now that he has been, uh, I feel like I feel like Craig's influence on him has turned him evil. It's like a metamorphosis. A metamorphosis, exactly. Now, this was on his Rico Bronia podcast, which is a Mets podcast he does. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, he said of... Max Scherzer and Justin Verlander, this is a quote. The Mets spend $90 million on these two mercenary pieces of crap who've done nothing. How's that taste? (laughs) (laughs) He is laying the lumber down on that. He's not happy. Just not happy. Those are strong words for those two guys. And I I don't, see, here's the thing. You can't turn around and say, well, you could, but I'm just saying I that I wouldn't. When 99% of Met fans and people who follow the Mets and cover the Mets all thought it was a great thing when they signed both right. of them. So you never know how these things are going to work out. I, I, I don't know. I, th- I think that was a little harsh. A little harsh, yeah. You I know, think it was a little harsh. You know Andy Martino? I'm familiar with his work. He's a uh, He uh, does uh, Mets and Yanks work at SNY. He uh, quote tweeted this uh, this quote from Evan, and he wrote, "Where are we in the New York sports discourse when it's apparently okay to refer to two human beings as pieces of crap <laughs> <laughs> be- because of inconsistent job performance?" Woo! Well, I got to tell you, they when they say no publicity, no, they say no publicity is bad publicity, You're right? Now people are aware that Evan Roberts has his Rico Bronia podcast. podcast. I'm a little jealous. He got his podcast mentioned in the news. And exactly what he wanted right there. Exactly. <laughs> I'm wondering, since he started that podcast, yeah. As for me as a Yankee fan, if I was to do a Yankees podcast, I'm trying to figure out what player I would call it, like similar to Rico Bronia, like what like former lousy Yankee player that I would – Want to? Uh, I don't know. Jerry Naren. I don't know who that is. Kevin Moss. Brian Doyle. Brian Doyle. Brian Brian Doyle won a World Series with the Yankees. Oh, is that right? That's just I was just yeah, thinking yeah. of a random. No, I'm name. thinking of like a, a, a Wayne Tolleson. All right, Wayne Tolleson podcast. See, it's a little confusing though. Like, it, like I have no idea who Rico Brony is. I and I like the Mets. I wouldn't know that's a Mets podcast. You know what yeah. I'm saying? It gets confusing. I think he had to get permission to use Rico Bronia's name on it. I think oh, they, right? they reached out to him to make sure it was okay to use he the name. The, and the Rico Bronia's people got back to Evan? Yeah. Man. Yeah, Ken Phelps podcast. There you go. The Ken Phelps podcast. A New York Yankees podcast. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, so Evan really stirring it up. He, The Tampa Rays players are angry at him from them him calling them out as cheaters. Yeah. Now the Mets players are going to be angry with him. 
This Evan is not making friends. No, he's not. And he, you know, he's generally a really nice person. Yeah, he's very pleasant. So this is kind of like a little different side of Evan Roberts that we're hearing and seeing here. And I know this from doing the podcast with Jerry. The assumption here a lot of times is that not a lot of people listen to these things. And the ones that do, they're not looking to get you in trouble. No. Right? You know what I mean? Like, they're fans of yours. So they're not going to... Like, on the radio, that's the thing about the radio, right? So on the radio... Someone could accidentally bump into you who doesn't like you, right? Right. Opie and Anthony talked about this when they went from uh, WNEW to satellite radio. He said, they said, you know, when you go to satellite radio, and especially if you're on a a pay channel, the only people there are your hardcore fans. Right, because they're paying to listen to you. Yeah, so you're not going to tick anybody off because they love you. Where when you're on the radio, someone could accidentally... Skip down the dial and be like, who's this, who's this guy? lunatic? You know what I mean? So Evan probably feels free to really go crazy on the podcast because he's like, ah, the people that are listening are really fans of his and the Mets. But it got out there. Somebody in the media listened to it and didn't like him calling two human beings pieces of crap. He'll have to address this today, though, I would imagine. Oh, he's definitely got to address this. I'm 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 demanding it, Peter. Have you have you ever called anybody a mercenary piece of crap? <laughs> no, because I know I'm I'm not smart enough to use the term mercenary correctly, probably. But I I would call like a murderer a piece of crap. Uh, somebody who uh, 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 flips over a police car and lights it on fire because the Denver Nuggets won yeah. uh, NBA championship. But I don't know that I would call Justin Verlander. And, uh, it's a big pile of crap. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But listen, Evan's a very huge fan. He's very wrapped up in the Mets. He's a season ticket holder. He's, he's got his opinions. And I like it. I've been angry at players on my teams before. Yeah. And I'm I'm trying to figure think if I ever referred to them as a mercenary piece of crap. Yeah, probably not. It's probably a few Jets I could have. Could have, yeah. Well, listen, this is a passion, and I do love passion in, in talk show hosts. Yeah. So in some ways, I mean, I also think it's funny because it does sound funny. Like, to, to take it very seriously, like Andy Martino seems to be taking it very seriously because <laughs> he called two human beings pieces of crap. Like, it just sounds funny to me. Yeah, yeah. It's just, it's, uh, but I don't but think yeah. we're going to hear Justin Verlander or Max Scherzer as guests I hope, oh, someone's got to run them down and say, what do you think of this guy? And show them, show them a picture of Evan and say, this guy called you a piece of crap. Oh, you what don't think that, that's say? probably going to happen today? I hope so. I hope someone asks. Maybe Andy Martino can ask That them. locker room opens up yeah. around 3.30 today, and yeah. the reporters go in there go, well, I don't think uh, Scherzer will speak because it's he's a pitching Pitching, today. okay. But they can, they'll make a beeline for Verlander's locker. Oh, absolutely. Oh, Absolutely. What do you make of this also, Peter? Aaron Judge. Now, he's out with this toe injury. Yeah, that, that that interests me, yes. Yeah, so when he was asked, of course, every time people see him now, they're going to ask him, how's the toe when you're coming back? He said, it's a good sign that it's feeling better every single day. I don't think there's a need for a timeline. That kind of rubs me the wrong way. It does, right? Because that leaves that doubt as... To me, that sounds like weeks. Would you say Aaron Judge is a piece of crap? No. Comment? Okay, no. you would not. No, no. Okay. No, quite but the just opposite. That, uh, I like a timeline. We love a timeline. We want to know. He said that uh, he can't give you a timeline because 
I guess they have, you know, baseball knows with the, the common baseball injuries how long things take. You pull a hamstring, right. you know that that takes however many days or weeks. When you stub your big toe and it's throbbing, it's got its own heartbeat, you don't know when you'll be ready to be back. And I don't so think he don't want a really, timeline. I don't think there's really anything they can do with a broken toe. I think it just has to be, you know. You put it in a splint like Pete Alonzo? Yeah, I think it just has to heal. I don't think there's like a surgery. Is there a surgery to repair a broken toe? I don't think so. You think he's wearing flip flops all day long because he can't put a shoe? His he can't put his big giant foot in a shoe. Yeah, that would be kind of painful. You got to put him in a flip flop, but not the one where you put the thing between the toe and the. How next about Crocs? Thing. Crocs would also work. Yeah. Or Yeezys. I like Crocs. You a big Croc guy? Yeah. Do you get the you get the gibbets? Which you know what the gibbets are? The, are the, the little the little logo like you can go to the. Store in the malls, and they have like the like the the sports teams logos. Like if you have plain Crocs, they got those holes in them. So you put these little gibbets in there, and it could be like a team logo. It could be like a flower. It could be like whatever. They sell these things, and they're pretty popular with the kids. And you dress up your Crocs. You dress up your Crocs with gibbets. What do you got a Long Island Ducks uh, logo on your Crocs? I have not seen a Long Island Ducks oh. gibbet. I should probably talk to them tonight when I'm at the game. You should talk to WFAN here. Ask Spike if we could get the WFAN, WFAN gibbets. Yeah. yeah. Are you sure you're Bad vegan. <laughs> <laughs> Let's take a quick break here, Peter. When we come back, let me see what I got uh, here. I got a couple oh, I got a couple of football notes for you. For I, you. I, I know one of them. We already talked about it yeah. off the air. Next segment is football notes. If you want to, uh, you know, wake your neighbors up and let them know that football <laughs> notes will be next. It has to do with a sort of ice cream. It does. And I've got an yeah. Aaron Rodgers note, yeah. and I've got a interesting Jaguars note. A lot of times Jaguars not interesting. This is <laughs> no, an this one is interesting. Interesting Jaguars note. Uh, and then coming up at the top, but uh, Boomer and Gio are out today. So Jerry will be here with Sal Licata. They will be here right at 6 o'clock. This is a great Rolling Stones song. From Tattoo You. Welcome back to the warm-up program. My name is Al Dukes. I am with uh, Peter Schwartz today. Hello, Peter. Good morning, Al. Well, let's do a couple football notes. Uh, number one, a uh, thing we talked about off the air. Uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are going to wear their orange creamsicle uniforms. Love this. It says, Love this. Uh, just, they just have it listed as uh, one date this year. Uh, week six at home against the Detroit Lions. They last wore them in 2012. Yeah. And they have not worn them since. It, they're going full on. They're bringing back Bucko Bruce. <laughs> they said they're even going to make the stadium, Raymond James Stadium, feel like it was the old, uh, what did they, they used to call it? The sombrero? The big sombrero. The big sombrero. Tampa Stadium. Tampa Stadium. Yeah. They're going to make the scoreboard. I guess they're going to take all the color out of the scoreboard and make it like the old scoreboard in the old stadium. So I love this these throwback uniform situations. Yes. Loving it. Um, I was also told by um, a Twitter follower yesterday, I think it was uh, Joe, I think he said that the, the, the game where the Seahawks are wearing their throwbacks, Seahawks against the Browns, it's the only 4 o'clock game that day or something. So, like, that'll be on national TV. That'll be cool. And the Tennessee Titans are wearing the old Oiler uniforms. Are they really? I didn't see that. One game this year. Yeah. See, I now with Tampa Bay, I wish they would go back to those uniforms Me too. permanently. 
awesome. Uh, they were great. I don't know why. I mean, I, I, we know why they changed them. It was money for new uniforms. I want the Jets to go back to the late 70s, early 80s. The Richard uh, Todd era? Richard Todd, Wesley yeah. Walker, Altoon. Yes, me too. Um, I would love to see them go back to that. I think there was, so, uh, there was a lot of disappointment when the Jets changed their uniforms a few years ago. There was this feeling that they were going to go back to those. And I think some people in the organization might feel like the ones they have now are kind of like the old ones revved up a little bit. Right. I don't completely buy that. I would love to see them bring back the old ones yeah. for a game. I want to. I, I would think one year the NFL should just go like, "What's next year? Twenty twenty four. Next year should be all nineteen eighty four uniforms. Whatever the year <laughs> uniform was in eighty four, you wear it." And do like a 40, what would that be, 40-year anniversary? For the whole season or the just for season? one week? No, whole season. Oh, the whole season. You bring them back the whole season. Because uh, I just want any everything to go back to when I was a young man and mm-hmm. joining the NFL. That's what I want for me personally. Would love to see that happen. But the Oiler uniforms are going to be awesome. Incredible. The, the Eagles are even bringing back their Kelly Green yes. uniforms. Yeah, the Randall game. Cunningham era. Yeah, tremendous. Now, the Buccaneers, now I was down there. Uh, working in sports radio when they switched the uniforms. And they did it not just to sell. I think they they didn't switch them just to sell uniforms. The Buccaneers were bad for so long. And they had got all these, like, defensive dude draft picks. Leroy Selman. Well, Leroy Selman was when they were bad still. But they got, like, Warren Sapp and John Lynch and Mike Allstott fullback. They were starting to get good players. They brought in Tony Dungy, who did coach with the creamsicle uniforms for a year or two before they switched. But that was the whole thing. Like the Bucks were starting to get better. They got a new head coach that knew what he was doing. They were like, let's switch up. That's when you switch up the uniforms. You start yeah. a whole new thing. Well, I mean, the Islanders went to the fisherman uniform. It yeah. was so bad. And then they switched to the fisherman uniforms to kind of like take the attention away from how, how bad they were. Yeah. <laughs> People didn't like those. I, they didn't know. They brought them back this year for a few games. For a Part goof. of that reversed retro nonsense. Yeah. Um, they were okay. I mean, I think people accepted it a little bit more this year because at least the team is good now. They're a playoff team. So it's, you know, your memories of the fisherman uniform was that they just they sucked back then. But I think for Tampa now, because now, like, since they left those jerseys, they've had some success and a couple of championships. Like, why don't just bring it back? At least maybe you'd give fans better memories of those Plus, they were cool. I don't, I don't think anybody would dispute they were great to look at, but when people thought about it, they knew that the Buccaneers stunk. Yeah, I wonder, like, the current players, when they get into the locker room that day and they see those uniforms with that helmet, with that logo on it, are they like, what is this? There's got, <laughs> I guarantee there's players there that have never seen that uniform. No doubt. No doubt. No doubt. Yeah, so they're going to be like, what, what Do you remember the, is the, this? The 49ers... I forgot what year this was. Maybe it was in the '90s. I think it was in the '90s. They try. They they apps. They introduced a new logo, a new helmet, new uniforms, and everything. I think they had a whole full fledged press conference, and the fans hated it. And they just did an about face. And oh, they, is that right? They got rid of it. I have to look up and see what year it was. But they changed the the look of the 49er logo. Uh, the colors were basically the same, but just a different look. And the fans were so angry about it, and the reaction to it was so bad that they just said, that's it. Yeah. You know what's a dumb throwback uniform? Anytime they throw back so far where there were no logos on the helmets. 
Like the Packers do that, the Lions do that. I think the Bears even do that. It's just stupid. The Steelers, I think, do it too when they wear those Bumblebee uniforms. Yeah, those don't are they? dumb. Those are the worst. Those are dumb. The 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 Chicago Bear ones that are weight. They you you can only go so far back before the uniforms look stupid. Because they just they don't look like uniform. They look like pajamas. Right. Correct, Peter. Exactly. Now this is an interesting note. The you know, the Jaguars are having their stadium renovated, mm-hmm. so they're looking for places to play their uh, games. Not this year. I guess it would be next year. Uh, Daytona Speedway has thrown their hat in the ring. They want to host the Jaguar home games. Now, my question to you is this, Peter. They got a they got a road going around in a circle around that stadium, right? Mm-hmm. Would this be in play like in the old days, like when the Raiders would play where the Oakland A's played and there was a baseball diamond on the field? Will we have <laughs> pavement during Jaguars games? Your thoughts? It's possible. There is, trying to remember, there was a college football game played at Bristol. Motor Bristol, Speedway. that's right, Eddie. Uh, Tennessee Bristol. somebody. Yeah, they Bot had tech, maybe? They had, a, they had a game. I think it was one game maybe they played two years in a row. Yeah. But they've played games at uh, at Bristol Motor Speedway. In the middle, though. In the middle. I get it right. In the middle. Yeah, in between, you know, in the, wherever the the, so the, the the pit areas would be for the race. So you're telling me the actual pavement of the road is not in play? I don't think so, no. Oh, that stinks. Well, then, I'm not, then I'm against it. I wanted yeah, to be like. You'll have a lot of guys in splints if that yeah, happens. Yeah. I wanted to be like when the Jets played at Chase Stadium. And the dirt from the infield. Yeah, I love the. I at least love that. I mean, nothing said. We're cheap than sharing a stadium <laughs> with a baseball team. <laughs> but there was something cool about that. It was. It was. I, then I like then they would cover it up. When, as soon as the Mets season was over, they would yeah. fill in the infield with the grass. Yeah. Didn't they, uh, the the Jets and Dolphins tear up that stadium the one time when they played in the mud? Was that Mud Bowl in Miami? That was or? in Miami. Oh, oh please don't bring that up. Oh, the Mud Bowl. Was still that a bad night, experience? Still have nightmares The Jets lost that. that one? Yeah, it's one of the few. The Mud Bowl few days in my life I cried after games. Is that right? Yeah. You teared up and I wept. Was you not, were a child? I was, yeah. So that was 82. Yeah. So I was 15. 15? Oh, Eddie's telling me we have a sports minute with Amy. Uh, uh, we what, do. What is and it by about? The, by the way, the Bristol game, the mm-hmm. Battle of Bristol, we were referring. Yeah. Largest crowd ever for a college football game. 156,000. Wow. They say this holds 110,000. Let's get some Jaguar fans in there. 150,000. <laughs> do they, do they have enough fans to fill the Oh, fill yeah. It? Oh, yeah. No, they got Trevor Lawrence. Absolutely. What's Amy Lawrence's topic today, Eddie? Well, it is. Let's find the, out. Uh, what would you guess? You, gonna, I think oh, you have... Denver Nuggets, I bet. It's the dynamic duo of Al and Jerry. The superheroes of WFAN. We have another uh, minute or so with Mr. Peter Schwartz. Then uh, Jerry and Salicata will be here. Uh, well, they're here right now. They'll be uh, on your radio in like a minute and a half. Uh, Peter, did you see? I know we saw that um, Aaron Rodgers went to the Tony Awards. Yes. And he brought the CJ Uzoma. Yeah, he brought him. Because He's a producer of a play. Yeah, he's a producer of a play. A play called Ain't No Mo. I have no idea what that plays about. Not a clue. Or how you become a producer of a play, but that's why he brought him as his date. <laughs> I didn't, uh, you know, everything, everything that uh, Aaron Rodgers has done so far since yeah. he's been a Jet 
aside from the, the calf injury, mm-hmm. which I don't think is a major deal anyway. I do. I do. Uh, I don't think so. It's going to be. A uh, it did match. not like his look. You took that picture with, at, at the Tonys. That you was not like a his... good. Did not like that. Why suit. is that? Just, just didn't like the look. Too shiny. Just did not like it, it at was all. A look at me suit versus. Cer- yeah, I just. He definitely. Got some advice WFAN, WFAN FM, WFAN FM HD1, New York, always live on the free Odyssey app.